Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from quarantine here in Detroit. We are all under shelter-in-place orders, so I thought I would bring you some juicy blind items. Um, just a couple notes. Uh, at some point this later this week, I will be doing a deep dive. Um, will and I are working out the details of what that deep dive will consist of. Um, it could be a true crime, um, which is where I'm leaning right now. Um, or it could be one of the big stories. Uh, we have some Gabriel Union uh, material to, to use. We have some um, some other gossip. Um, I, I, I'm going to get yelled at for all these ums. <laughs> um, there we go again. Drinking game. Every time I say um, you have to take a shot. This episode, we're all going to be wasted. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's um, some other news that I have that that is exclusive to drunk gossip I'm just working on verifying with my sources right now anyway so let's get today's episode started we are doing blind items this first one comes to us from our friends over at blindgossip.com for all the best blind items head on over there it's called the coffee shop or I'm sorry it's called the coffee stroll and it says uh, picture a couple out on a morning stroll in a quiet neighborhood. They're both young and beautiful and famous. How does someone get lucky enough to photograph them in such a random and private environment? Well, there's not much luck involved if your publicist calls the photographer and tells them exactly when and where you're going to be. Here's the amusing part. She was complaining a lot. Her flip-flops were hurting her feet. Her dress was annoying. Her, The coffee was cold, etc. They only walked approximately a block before coming to less photographic street. So they had to turn around, walk back a block, and then walk up the same street again so the photographer could get all the shots he needed. My oh my, was any of it not staged? A neighbor came out of her house and recognized them. They chatted for a couple minutes. That part was not planned. Our female singer goes back on tour this summer, so it's important that our couple be seen together in isolation. We told you this relationship was going to be a long one. You know, here's the thing. This is obviously Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez. And these two have the fakest relationship since Kanye and Kim. Um, uh, it is quite obvious that Sean Mendez is a homosexual. And I don't say that lightly. Like, seriously, I don't say it lightly. I don't like outing anyone, but he is all... But confirmed himself. And the spiriting situation is not a good look for either of them. It the chemistry between them is forced at best. And at worst is just non-existent. They keep doing all these weird things to try to prove how in love they are. But we've seen the kiss, um, I believe it was at the Grammys. Nobody, literally nobody bought it. And I'm just wondering why in the world anybody would want to think that this was a real couple. You know, I, I referenced Kim and Kanye earlier. Um, at least with Kim and Kanye, they have some sort of friendship. Um, the same thing with... Uh, 
um, Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the day, it was revealed that they were they were best of friends, but they were not a real couple. They were um, coupled up to promote Glee. And so when we seen Leah Michelle mourning, we actually believe that she was mourning um, Corey Monteith's death because there was an actual love there. Um, the same thing with Kim and Kanye. Like, I do believe that there is a love between them. It's just not the romantic love that they're trying to sell us. With Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, I don't believe that they actually even like one another. Um, I think this is strictly a business arrangement. Um, even Rami Malek and his girlfriend um, seem a little bit more believable than these two. And I don't for one second believe um, Rami Malek even likes his beard. <laughs> so, just stop already. Like, there are different ways you can promote. You don't need to be in this fake romance if you don't want to be. Now, if you want to be, then that's a whole different subject matter that we need to be talking about because why in the fuck would you want to be with somebody who you can't even stand <laughs> uh and that's that's really where i that's really what i want to know like how could you be with someone that you can't stand for this long of a period of time you know especially when with everything else that's going on in this world speaking of everything else going on in this world I need to take a break, get something to drink, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, the next blind item it takes us to a different part of the entertainment industry. And it comes to us from Blind Gossip. Again, for all the best blind items, head on over to blindgossip.com. Um, this one is called, Her Bank Account Made Her Beautiful. We have a little insight into both the beginning and the end of this marriage. The husband is a television personality and was once married to one of the world's most famous actresses. Let's talk about the beginning. There was only one real reason he ever married her. Money. Right after he met her, he said he would be a fucking moron if he didn't lock that down immediately. He proposed to her three weeks after they met. Yes, you read that right. Three weeks. When daddy is a billionaire, time is of the essence. She said yes. Was she starstruck? Did she not know his history? We don't know. Anyway, they had a big expensive wedding and probably got big expensive matching tattoos. No children. He said she was nice, but homey looking. I think he meant homely. Her bank account made her beautiful. And now it's the end. He cheated on her. She doesn't even know how many times. That monster. Just kidding. Of course he cheated on her. He can't help it. That's who he is. That's why the movie star broke up with him, too. Uh, this is clearly Alexis DeJora and Jesse James. Um, I don't know if anyone else remembers, but Jesse James was married to Sandra Bullock uh, almost 10, maybe 15 years ago. And it was just before she won her Oscar... Uh, for the blind side and it came out that he had been screwing around on her and she she found out she accepted her Oscar and announced her divorce shortly after and apparently Jesse James 
had dressed up as a Nazi. Sandra Bullock, of course, claims she didn't know about this. Um, and would never have been okay with it had she known. And had um, Jesse James had a bunch of Nazi paraphernalia. So, fast forward, he meets Alexa Jajoro. They get, they meet and get married. And this must have been really under the radar because I didn't even know he had remarried. Really, after the whole Sandra Bullock scandal unfolded, he dropped off my radar completely. I forgot he was even the thing. Um, but, nonetheless, um, he was still apparently working on TV. And so they had a good life. Or allegedly had a good life. Uh, Alexa, in 2017, stopped her career cold. Um, she was a race car driver. Something called Funny Cards, which I don't understand what Funny Cards is. If someone, if one of my listeners, I know there's like two straight dudes who listen. So to the straight dudes, please explain to me what Funny Cards is. Because um, I don't understand. Um, but anyways, she stopped her career. She was doing fairly well. Um, but she stopped doing this uh, completely. And then recently, and just at the end of last year, announced that she was returning. And people were shocked by this. Uh, she plans on returning to the sport this year. And think, and believes she can be the first woman to ever win funny cars. And it sounds like I'm making this up, but this is a real career, guys. Like, seriously, it's a real career. Uh, and, and, you know, I just... Jokes aside and everything, I do applaud her for having a career, um, even though her her father is is a billionaire, and you know, it's the same thing with Julia Louis Dreyfus. I like I love them because yes, they have their father's money, and I'm certain that the fathers would take care of them, but they're still out there working, and you know they're not hot messes like uh, some of these other celebrities whose fathers have money. I'm looking at you, Scott Eastwood. <laughs> um, uh, we'll get to the, the mess out of Scott Eastwood later. But, so Alexis finally got tired of the cheating and, and, and dumped Jesse James. She's returning to her career, and thank God they didn't have any kids. I mean, can you imagine what kind of mess that would be? Like, it would be like having a kid with Pete Davidson. And nobody wants that. <laughs> well, okay, some of us want it. We want to see if Ariana Grande was lying about his dick. But, okay, I'm going to stop before I get into too much trouble. Will is going to scream at me when he hears some of these jokes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go before, before I lose my job. <laughs> and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And before we go on... Um, this is very relevant to the next line item. We just want to send out our heartfelt wishes to Prince Charles, who has contracted COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. We all know how Will feels about the royal family. 
Uh, but I, I'm fairly certain I can speak for him when I say that this is certainly um, not something that we would ever wish upon anybody. And we hope that he recovers and feels better soon. And please, for the love of God, don't give it to Queen Elizabeth. We need her now more than ever. And I'm saying that because I love that bitch. She is so badass. <laughs> all right, let's get on to the blind item, which comes to us from Blind Gossip. For all the best blind items, head on over to blindgossip.com. This one is called The Popularity Contest. This actress was the one who leaked to the media that her family me member might have been having an affair. At the time, we tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. After all, she was new to the family. Perhaps she didn't understand that family secrets must not be shared with anyone outside of the family. In, in retrospect, we may have been a little naive. We've since learned that she has always loathed her sister-in-law. It was like one big competition for her. She hated how much everybody, especially her husband, liked sister-in-law. She hated how popular sister-in-law was and how everyone saw her marriage and children as being so perfect. She hated that she would always have to stand or sit or walk behind sister-in-law. She even hated how, how fat she felt standing next to sister-in-law. That's a lot of hate. If she knocked sister-in-law down a few pegs, it would make her own popularity go up. That's why she leaked the rumor about the affair. It didn't matter if it was true or not. She wanted to embarrass sister-in-law. It would have been better if it had killed their perfect marriage and split up their perfect family. Yikes. That is cold. Even colder are the other tricks she apparently had in her back pocket. There were discussions of leaking all sorts of other nastier rumors, substance abuse, bad mother, eating disorder, about sister-in-law. Didn't matter if it was true or not. Anyway, the timing of the affair rumor was just too perfect to pass up. So now that the couple... Now that the two couples are getting a lot more distance from each other, the nastiness should stop, right? Maybe not. Actress managed to take another swipe at sister-in-law as she was walking out the door. Cold. Obviously, this is Meghan Markle, uh, Prince Harry, Kate Middleton, and Prince William. And... You know, there's always been a lot of competition, I believe, between the between the two princes, um, because William will one day be king. There's no doubt that William um, is going to be the one to um, to sit on the throne, so to speak. Um, he will be infinitely more influential than Prince Harry, and I think that always bothered Prince Harry a little bit because. You know, it's just one of those things where you... There's always going to be a little bit of competition. That's what brothers do. Um, when Prince William got married, things the tensions did seem to ease, and there really did seem to be a um, peace among them until Meghan Markle showed up. Um, and one of the deep dive subjects that I'm debating with Will is whether or not to go um, deep into the Meghan Markle rumors. I really want to, um, but of course Will's not a big fan of that. But, you know, you can see her machinations working here. Um, just like with the Royals, um, the Sussex Royal branding. She put out a statement saying that the Queen didn't own the word royal in other territories. And they, they were just giving it up so as not to um, cause more distance between the family. That's not true. 
while the queen doesn't own the word royal, she could have made life very difficult for the two. Um, at this point, she didn't take away their home. She's making them pay for the renovations that was funded by the taxpayers, but she could have made things very difficult. Um, and a while back, we did a blind that said that the queen was... The Queen and the royal family were playing a long game here, hoping to get rid of Meghan Markle. I think part of the reason why they left Sussex alone is because um, they want Prince Harry to feel like he's still part of the family and always welcome to come back um, when the inevitable divorce is. And divorce is inevitable here. Um, I know a lot of people were insinuating that there could have been a, a murder plot. I don't. Uh, I know a lot of people believe in the conspiracy that the Queen had Princess Diana killed. I don't buy it. Well, I don't think she necessarily liked Princess Diana, and I think the feeling was mutual. Uh, and I, for the record, I love both women. I think Princess Diana did a lot of good things in her life. Um, but. That doesn't mean that they have to like. That doesn't mean that you have to like one another. That's just my opinion, of course, um, and I'm sure others will disagree with me. Anyways, I do believe that um, what happened with Princess Diana was just a nasty accident, um, avoidable, yes, um, but an accident nonetheless. And I don't believe in my heart of hearts that the queen would ever put her grandson or her great grandson through another tragedy like they have, like what Prince Harry already experienced with Diana. And I won't put you through the tragedy of hearing me ramble on about the Royal family until the deep dive. <laughs> so I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And this next blind I'm doing because I love The Simpsons. <laughs> you can understand that in just a second. But I just have to tell you, I really do love The Simpsons a lot. Um, so with this one, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to obviously read the blind, um, give my answer, give my rationale for the answer, um, including some inside scoop that I have exclusively. You're welcome. <laughs> And then I'm going to, um, Blind Gossip usually has, like, a, a, another question, like, what would you do, or, you know, whatever. So when I read the blind, I'm going to read the additional question, and I'm going to answer that question as well, because this is my podcast, and I can do what I want. <laughs> and now that I said that, Will's going to fire me. <laughs> so here we go. Um, this one comes to us from Blind Gossip, again. Um, once again, for all the best blind items, head on over to blindgossip.com. And it's called Like Patty and Selma. Doctors believe that smoking and vaping severely impede your body's ability to fight off illness, so anyone who smokes or vapes should stop immediately. Speaking of smoking, we can think of a pair of acting siblings who should follow this advice. While neither illness nor smoking are funny... Here's an amusing encounter that occurred when these two famous, sister, famous sisters were being interviewed. 
I opened the door to their holding room and a big cloud of smoke wafted out. They had basically been in there chain smoking for two hours with all the windows closed. Their voices were so raspy that my first thought that it was like interviewing Patty and Selma from The Simpsons. Optional. Your favorite character on The Simpsons. So, the sisters are have to be Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. And I say that because these two are notorious for chain-smoking. Um, they obviously started out on Full House. And they did a, a line of direct-to-video um, movies. As well as their fashion line. Their fashion line is what helped them become billionaires. Literally, these two women do not have to do another thing in their entire damn life. And they will always have more than enough money to be fine. Even if they split up um, the assets. Um, I, the last I heard, they were worth like $1.5 So, that, I mean, they wouldn't be billionaires anymore, per se. But... $750 million is still a lot of damn money. And both of them date very rich men. So they're not going to get any sympathy from me, to be honest. Um, I know that sounds cold, but I don't have a billion dollars. Um, oh, one day Drunk House will be worth a billion dollars. God willing. <laughs> Anyways. Um... So, during the Met Gala of one year, Anna Wontor, who is obviously very famous for running Vogue and being very um, fashion-forward fashion and very stringent with her rules and what she'll abide by, made, a, made it very clear that smoking was not allowed. The Olsen twins are always invited because, frankly, they're worth a billion dollars and can afford to give quite generously to to these charities. Um, the Met Gala is for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And um, the gala is the biggest fundraiser of the year. In fact, the, the these statistics vary, but I've heard between 50 and 80% of the annual funding come from this event. Um, one year, Anna Wintour actually donated all of the costumes that were worn um, as an exhibit to the art museum. That way people could walk around and see it. Uh, see them, I should say. Um, which brought in a lot of money because, let me tell you, when I went to see him, that exhibit was packed to the gills. Moving on. Um, the Olsen twins during this time didn't feel like the rules applied to them and smoked up a storm. Um, security and other people asked them to stop and they shrugged their shoulders and said no. In their defense, they did give a huge check um, to um, towards the museum fund, so maybe they felt a little bit entitled to do whatever they wanted. Um, I don't know. As for the 
Optional question, who is my favorite Simpsons character? Uh, it, it, there's actually a tie between, ironically, two sisters, um, Lisa and Maggie. Um, Lisa is brilliant and funny and really the heart and soul of the show. And the creators will, or the creators and producers, I should say, will tell you this, that um, somewhere along the way, Homer became the funny, like, dolt. Uh, and Bart is is still the breakout. Um, but Lisa holds the whole family together. Um, and she will often dispense wisdom and whatnot. And somehow Marge is somewhere between Homer and Lisa. Um, and you would think that would make her the heart and soul of the show, but no. Um, it's definitely Lisa. Her episodes always get more critical praise and are usually slightly higher rated than the others. Um, as for Maggie, I just love what they do with her. I know she's a baby, and um, but from the time they had her shoot Mr. Burns, it was like something opened up inside their imaginations, and they do so many crazy things with her. Um, even though she doesn't speak, um, they do some really fun out there things, and you know, it's just one of those things where I'm so impressed and so happy with them I can't even like I, I could go on and on and on and I won't because no one wants to hear me go on and on and on about it but I really do love Maggie um so I would say um Lisa and Maggie are my favorite Simpsons characters and I'm gonna say your favorite time is when I take a break and I'll be right back and I'm back and this next volume item is actually really interesting um given um, the shutdown in Hollywood and how the coronavirus has really changed everything that has happened um, within the entertainment industry recently. Uh, I'm going to get to um, what happened after I read wine and give you my guess uh, because I think that this is maybe what they were talking about, although um, I can't believe that they would know um that the coronavirus would become this big of a um, pandemic uh, back when this was published, um, which was uh, March 10th, which was two weeks ago. Uh, yes, I know this is a little bit older blind, but, you know, things happen and we're going to have some fun with it. So this is called The Bluff and the Lock. It comes to us from Blind Gossip. We told you years ago that this movie actor's threats were not real. He didn't just say he wasn't going to play the lead role in this movie. No, that would not have been dramatic enough for him. Instead, he went the extra mile and said that he would violently off himself to avoid playing, having to play that role again. What a drama queen. And no, Her Majesty was not part of this movie. His treats, I'm pretty sure they mean threats, were all a bluff. We told you not to fall for it. The movie was part of a big franchise and he just wanted more money. He got it too. We assume he found some sol solace in those big piles of money. Now that the latest film has wrapped, he is already being asked if he will come back in that role just one more time. He is refusing. Oh, please, same bluff, different day. Except he might want to think about locking in that deal sooner rather than later. If this film does not do well, as the last one, 
which might happen for a variety of factors, he might actually see his compensation go down. He would be smarter to lock it in now. This is clearly Daniel Craig with the role being James Bond. Now, the new Bond movie with the, um, which Bailey, um, Bailey. <laughs> oh, that I'll take you staying in. Um, the, the new Bond film has a song by Billie Eilish, which was released, um, to help market the film. The problem is the film, which was supposed to debut over Easter weekend, has been delayed. And it was delayed for a, a number of reasons. Um, the biggest one being that here in the U.S. it was delayed because it was delayed in the U.K. And for whatever reason, Bond films have to be released um, on the same day in the U in the United Kingdom as a, as they are in the United States. Um, otherwise, the the film doesn't make as much money. No, it was on track to make about $80 million in its opening. Um, it's been moved to November in both countries. So, they, they, they made the responsible, financially responsible decision to move the day because they were afraid of what was happening with the coronavirus and whatnot. But there's also something else to think about. There was already some negative buzz going around about the film that it wasn't as good. Um, that Rami Malek, who plays the villain, was not believable. Um, this will this would technically give them a chance to do some reshoots if they so chose. It would give them a chance to clean up the movie a little bit. Um, may, maybe make the CGI the special effects a little bit more real or bigger or something um, because like I said the, the buzz was not good um, and it was not expected to do as well as the last film in the franchise and now even if theoretically it doesn't and Daniel Craig does walk away and let he's been injured on the last three movies, um, so there is a very good chance that he he may actually walk away this time. Um, a reboot of the franchise is not out of the question. I'm hearing uh, that there has been some talk of aging down the character a little bit, um, taking him back into his twenties to uh, kind of show his earlier adventures. Uh, one of the things that I'm hearing from some of my producer friends is that they want to test the market to see how a younger James Bond would do. Um, so they may release a series of younger James Bond books. Um, not too young, like 20, maybe early 30s. Um, Daniel Craig is in his 50s, I believe. So, you know, just taking it down a little bit and just testing to see what would happen um, with a younger actor. Um, some of the actors who have, were up last time, um, Tom Hiddleston, um, who still has never fully recovered from the Taylor Swift debacle, 
are, are gearing up to try to land the role again. I'm hearing that producers were eyeing Jake Gyllenhaal uh, to bring a little more gravitas to the role. Um, but their fear is no one would buy him as a womanizer for a variety of reasons. Um, this is a story that I'm going to stay on top of because I'm really interested in it and I want to see what happens. But for right now, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And this is our last blind item for the day. Um, and it's a good one. And there's some, a little bit of exclusive gossip in here for you if you listen all the way through the answer. Um, so here we go. This one is called Party Animals. Um, it comes to us from blindgossip.com. So head on over there for all the best blind items. Um, it says, these two famous actors starred together in, in a successful movie several years ago. Although their characters were enemies in the film, the two actors became friends and have been hanging out ever since. They are both a couple of party animals. They have different ways of entering a party, though. At a private party in Malibu a few months ago, first actor's entrance was loudly announced by the DJ. Quick as a fox, first actor jumped onto the stage and grabbed the mic. Foxy greeted the crowd and got them pumped up to party. Second actor walked in five minutes later. The DJ started to introduce him, but then stopped mid-sentence. DJ said, okay, I can't tell you who just walked in, but there's a wolf in the house. If he was trying to be quiet, that was the wrong way to do it, because of course everyone was... Because, of course, everyone turned around to see who it was. Then Wolfie spent the next 30 minutes hanging out in the corner by the lighting booth trying to avoid people. Strange. What's the matter, Wolfie? Not enough young models at the party for your liking? Fast forward a few months to a different party. This one took place in Hollywood very recently. Different venue, different DJ. Foxy, first actor, made a big entrance and ran up to greet the DJ. Then five minutes later, Wolfie, second actor, walked in. The DJ actor got on the mic and said, he's shy, so I won't tell you who just walked in, but there's a wolf in the house. That sounds familiar. Foxy was, once again, the life of the party. Wolfie once again stayed out of sight. He was so subtle, in fact, that reports of the party didn't even mention that he was there. That can't be a coincidence, though. The same pattern of arrival, the same non-introduction, introduction of Wolfie by two different DJs. If you don't want to be announced... Why get announced at all? What is the relationship between these two actors? Is Foxy acting as Wolfie's hype man? Is there something else going on? So, Foxy is Jamie Foxx. Wolfie is Leo DiCaprio. Now, there has always been speculation about both men's sexualities. Um, and... I keep getting told I was wrong, but I thought at one point Leo admitted to at least being bi. Um, and I I thought he had a long-term boyfriend at one point as well, but we know publicly Leo likes to be seen with younger model types. Um, and the reason for this is actually just like the Shawn Mendes and Camila um, Cabello um, relationship. It gives him a certain sense of, um, it gives him and his audience, who he believes are straight men, a certain aura. 
And the fact that he never marries them gives women a hope that maybe one day they can be the ones to chain him down. So this is all marketing for him. He wants to keep his acting career going as long as he possibly can. And he wants to keep getting the decent roles um, that land him Oscar nominations. Leo is an Oscar whore. Um, I know people who have been around him, um, and he has read a script, and he has literally said the words, this will not get me an Oscar. Uh, and this was after he already won for The Revenant. Uh, does that make him a douchebag? No, I don't believe it does. But it does show just how award-thirsty he is. And he is very uncomfortable with the level of fame he's achieved. Uh, while he doesn't mind the paychecks, um, making 20 to $30 million for a film uh, obviously <laughs> allows him to have a good life. But he doesn't want people prying into his private life. Um, when they asked if, if there was something going on, I've heard through the grapevine, um, and I spend a lot of time in the East Village, um, where Katie Holmes actually has a condo. I've heard through the grapevine that, that one of the reasons why they broke up is because she found Jamie Foxx in bed with, with another man. And was not pleased because she thought they were exclusive. Uh, yes, Katie, Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx were a real couple. This was not for publicity um, the way her relationship with Tom Cruise was. Um, Katie Holmes is very smart in keeping her mouth quiet about who the man was. She's only said to her girlfriends... Or her friends, I should say, that um, she found him in bed with another man. She hasn't said who, but the speculation immediately started because right after the Jamie Foxx Katie Holmes breakup, Leo and Jamie were seen hanging out, um, allegedly right around the time of these parties. So speculation has centered on Jamie Foxx and Leo DiCaprio being a couple. Um, I don't know 100% for sure, but I will. I am able to tell you that they were seen in New York bars together uh, looking rather friendly. Um, a few women approached both of them, both demurred, and at the end of the night they left together. Now, of course, we all leave with our friends when we go out to the bar and whatnot, so um, speculation that, um, basing speculation that there are a couple based on that, it's probably going to be very thin. But um, given the other things, I think it's safe to say that um, they at least had a fling. Will will we ever know for sure? I think so. Um, part of the exclusive, besides the um, tidbit about Katie Holmes finding Jamie Foxx in bed with another man, um, is this. Neighbors and people who um, are around Leo regularly say that he is building to building up the courage to do a big interview where he is going to lift the restrictions on questions that the interview is allowed to ask. Uh, he had hoped to lure Barbara Walters out of um, retirement to do this interview. Unfortunately, 
Barbara is very ill and not able to do it. So he's looking at who he trusts to do this. Um, Oprah Winfrey is at the top of the list, uh, but he doesn't want it to go to a streaming service. Um, and that is one of his biggest things. Um, he doesn't want it to, to be on streaming or a cable. It has to be a broadcast network. Um, Diane Sawyer's name is being bandied about as a possible, um, interviewer. Um, at one point, Rosie O'Donnell's name was up, uh, but there's no word on whether or not she would accept it. Rosie and Leo, of course, go way back. Um, they are or were really good friends, um, for a very long period of time. As I hear more about this, I, of course, will bring you the exclusive gossip. Um, I'm, I asked my people to let me know what they hear, and they promised that they would. That's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, Will and I thank you. And until next time, cheers.